Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. We'll, this is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Kurita. I'm the South Australia Regional Coordinator for Faith FM. And if you like to have a comment or have a say during this program with us, uh, we'd like to hear from you. You can send us a message to 048 that's our uh, platform where we can um, be in touch with you and uh, we can hear some of your uh, questions or, uh, you know, uh, your thoughts in regard to the programs which we bring um, to you via waves. And uh, today it's a special program again. And I'd like to introduce our um, co-host, uh, Joseph Maticic. And Joseph is the General Secretary for the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia. Good to have you with us, Joseph. Yeah, it's nice to be here again, Nick. I can't believe, Joseph, that uh, three months already gone from this 2021. Yeah, where's the year disappearing? Unbelievable. You yeah, know, it's it just uh, almost like a couple of days ago, we were thinking about, you know, the... Terrible 2020, looking forward for 2021 That's right, yes. with all the hopes and all the, you yes, know, yes, but still... Yep. Lots of challenges. There, there are, there are, Nick. You're exactly right. And you know, um, you know, we're 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 just hearing again another little outbreak of um, yeah, the COVID um, in in Queensland, in Brisbane, and um, yeah. And then we think of, you know, outside of our shores, of course, in other in other countries, it's uh, yeah, the the um, the cases are still continuing to increase. And so the pand- pandemic certainly is continuing to 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 dominate uh, news and headlines, and and continues to affect. Uh, so so many people um and um yeah here in australia makes travel interstate uncertain mm-hmm. um and um yeah quite quite unpredictable really and particularly now with the season you know uh, with people that's are right. preparing for holidays yep. uh, yes. we are on the week easter time that's right. week yep, yep. and um we are going to talk about we this are. actually yeah. our um, our subject our topic for the whole week is what is easter all about mm, yeah and, with, uh, with it coming up this weekend absolutely very yes, topical yep. that's yeah. right and a lot of people will um, comment or have plans and looking forward to this mm. just came to my um, attention uh, an article uh, joseph if i if i could share just a bit of uh, news uh, going around mm. in the united states a judge overturns the uh, dc restrictions on uh, churches just in time for uh, for the um, Easter. Uh, now, uh, a federal judge uh, on Thursday actually lifted up some restriction on the District of Columbia and uh, on on house of worship. Interesting, and they ruled that they um, violate violate the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution mm. by having those restrictions. Mm. It's interesting because we're talking about pandemics, yeah. you know, and. Um, just again came in my mind that uh, the biggest pandemic we ever seen is the sin pandemic yeah that's affected everyone hasn't it you know and and that's why jesus came yeah. on this earth and yeah. died yeah. for us to sort out that pandemic yeah. it's interesting how people and governments and politicians 
politicians uh, deal with this sort of pandemic we are experiencing right now. Depends on which side is, you know, I mean, how fits you better. Mm. You know, you can sometimes lift up restriction or impose restriction or, you know, all those things. It just come in mind again, um, you know, elections in uh, Israel. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu won again election with a very small, you know, uh, majority. I'm not sure if it's majority because he cannot actually uh, have a government at mm. this stage. And they are thinking that will be maybe the fifth uh, in the in the last two years, the fifth uh, um, uh, election. All the people believe that they he he was able to win this election because he used pandemic this pandemic COVID nineteen so strongly. Mm. I mean, you know, uh, Israel is known that is the first country in the world to vaccinate uh, uh, over fifty percent of their population, um, and uh, he really did a lot of work on this to uh, to secure maybe the votes yeah. uh, he needed. Interesting. Well, it's interesting here in Australia, Nick, um, um, just a couple of weeks ago was the um, state election in Western Australia and the Premier over there uh, was re-elected with a massive majority, an overwhelming victory for him. And um, the, 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 the comment is that um, very much the, the victory uh, was based on the on um, his stance on strong border stance. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, West Australia's had the the, the strongest uh, border uh, restrictions and, and closures during you know w- w- in response to this pandemic. And um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, absolutely. And and just coming back to that article that I mentioned a bit earlier, that judge you know in the United States uh, overturning you know that um, uh, those restrictions, and it, it says here that um, the issue was. Um, uh, what were the rules, you know, uh, in, uh, in DC about uh, the government limiting churches for 250 people or persons mm. to attend or 20% uh, depend uh, which was less on this. And district uh, judge Trevor Nell was talking about that uh, this is the, 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 this approach is in, in, uh, uh, you know, the house of worship, you know, it will be a lack of adequate consideration for um, constitutional rights. Hmm. The Roman Catholic uh, um, Archbishop of Washington had brought the uh, lawsuit. Um, the city's um, other pandemic uh, related limitation remain in mm. effect. Mm. You know, I mean, you can just uh, yeah. uh, play with uh, some of the things, you know, which you think that's uh, appropriate or not. But mm. as I mentioned earlier, uh, we are um, dealing with the biggest pandemic, you know, the sin pandemic. And another article just came to my attention, uh, Joseph, and this is really, uh, yeah, we can have a, a look at it. And um, even after this program, people can uh, search uh, for this. Uh, is from uh, Christian Headlines. Um, it was on Friday, on the 26th. Of March, and it, the title says Mary had a choice in giving birth to Jesus. Hmm. Says the Catholic Abortion Rights Group. Now, a Catholic organization that supports uh, abortion rights uh, ignited a theolog- theological debate mm-hmm. uh, on uh, on Thursday when uh, it um, argued that uh, Mary had a choice in giving birth to Jesus, and does all women should have the same choice too. This is very, very interesting uh, article here. And uh, uh, 
Catholics of um, of Choice, a non-profit organization that supports uh, legalized abortion, uh, sparked the controversy with posts on each social media uh, pages on the same day as the Feast of the Annunciation, um, in which Catholics celebrate the coming of the angel Gabriel yes. uh, to to Mary. Um, Mary, mother of Christ, had a choice in conceiving him. A tweet from the organization read, if Mary had a choice, you should too. That's their, uh, you know, uh, that's their reasoning. Yeah, reasoning yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, today we, and they announcing, today we celebrate in the Feast of an, uh, Annunciation where the angel um, visited Mary and she said yes um, to being the mother of Jesus. This is all over, you know, in Facebook and all other platforms, you know. Um, if you think like Mary, everyone should have a choice about if, when, where, and how they conceive. Uh, this is also interesting. The next paragraph here. The story of Gabriel and Mary is found in Luke uh, 1. Uh, Gab- Gabriel tells Mary, if, and this is interesting, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will reign over Jacob's uh, descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary then says, may your word to me be fulfilled. And the tweet, the tweet, this tweet sparks more than, uh, you know, um, 2000 comments on the same day mm. in regard to this. And, um, uh, I can't believe uh, I have to say this, but no, Mary did not have the option of a thing, baby Jesus, because the, it was, uh, when it was announced bef- before conception. Mm. Uh, by the angel that's they are going um, here some other people who are uh, against uh, against this uh, bill I thought it was very very interesting um, uh, article even Muslims which says a Muslim commentator says that also citizens of the Catholic choice um, who logged on this tweet and says I know as Muslims we have only a tange- tangential understanding of this story but I'm not sure this is how it went. Mm. You know, we can send wrong messages um, through whatever uh, news. But to have a comment like that, um, I think uh, make people think, you know, uh, what what do you think in this regard, Joseph? What's your what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I guess that's a um, a group there, Nick. That's that 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 has an agenda, Nick. Mm. Um, has an agenda. It's it's um, clearly um, a group there that's that's pro-abortion. Yeah. Um, uh, that that Catholic group, and and they are wanting to use um, something to justify their stance, and so they're they're drawing in that uh, the the biblical account of Mary. Whether, yeah, I'm not so certain that that's really the um, the point of of the uh, the biblical account. That that's what it's trying to really convey. Um, the birth of Jesus was was unique. Um, yes, Mary was was yeah she was chosen. She she was willing. Um, I'm not sure that uh, you could build an argument from that then to um to go to on to support and, the abortion uh, yeah, bill. I, I, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, about no, that. yeah. that's that was my uh, first mm. impression mm. also. But it's interesting how you just said people are using. Uh, for their agenda, various uh, means, very, very, various yeah. means, and particularly in times like this, just like now, you know, we are in a week of Easter, yes, um, and uh, that will make a, even more impact in the mind of uh, people who are exposed. To
to these sorts of things. That's right, yeah. People are sort of at this time of the year probably just thinking a little bit more about some biblical things and um, perhaps some you know, spiritual moral matters. And so, yeah, this this could be could be there, absolutely. Mm. And, and and look, you know, the whole abortion discussion has uh, is a is a contentious. It's a controversial. Uh, issue um, and uh, there are there are strong views on it um, and um, yeah in this case it's it's trying to u- utilize some scripture to to justify a particular yeah. position yeah now that that's so so true Joseph hey uh, let's let's come to our mm. um, uh, question for today uh, as I said um, a bit earlier the topic uh, is um, what is Easter all about and uh, should I celebrate Easter Joseph. <laughs> so, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's an interesting question, you know. Um, uh, I, I don't want to tell you specifically what you should do, Nick, but may, maybe, you know, let, let's look at this question a little bit. Um, and, and really what we want to do today, as we always do here on Drive Time, is we want to look at the Bible. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we're going to do that um, a little bit today. And, and, and in a sense, we're going to really unpack this in this coming week, aren't we? Leading right up to the to the Easter weekend. So it's, it's a really timely uh, timely, timely topic. Mm. Uh, Nick, uh, let me say this. Easter is one of the biggest dates in the Christian calendar. Correct. Uh, for many churches, it is the one day, uh, well, I was going to say one day or one weekend, um, with, with the biggest attendances, especially in the, um, the mainline traditional churches. Mm-hmm. Um, people who attend church regularly are joined by 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 many many others. So um, people who who don't normally go to a church, um, but maybe occasionally, Easter is probably one of the, the few occasions that they'll actually attend attend a church. Correct. And there are many people who probably attend church only on Easter and Christmas. And Christmas. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So um, and yeah, across the Easter weekend, you know, there are usually uh, services on on Good Friday. And uh, and then of course um, again on especially on Easter Sunday services. Um, now some Christians view Easter as having pagan origins or being so commercialised that it's wrong to participate and celebrate in Easter. Others simply view Easter as a celebration of Jesus' resurrection, and uh, and so see it as the best and most important celebration of the year. So the question is asked, and what well, you asked, sh- should should we celebrate Easter? Mm. As part of answering that, Nick, today, I want us to, I guess, step back a little bit and to look at, well, what is Easter uh, and um, you know, where did it come from, right? Right. Um, so l- let's, just, let's just be clear and put it really simply. Generally speaking, people see that Easter is a time, and I'm speaking about this in a general Christian sense, is a time to remember the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Right. Um, yes. When we talk, and we mention that, we need to acknowledge and make it clear that the, those events are, the, are foundational to Christianity. Um, let me read First Corinthians chapter fifteen. Nick, First Corinthians chapter fifteen um, says this from verse one. Uh, our great apostle Paul's writing here says, "Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel." I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. Then he goes on and explains what, what this 
what the gospel is. Now, the mm-hmm. go- word gospel literally means good news. Yes. And uh, he wants to remind them of the gospel that he's preached to them. By this gospel, they've been saved. And now he, he outlines it in verse 3. He says, For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. Now, stressing that. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he appeared, it says here to Kephasu, um, and then to the twelve, and after that, um, to more than 500 people, and then finally he also, he said, appeared, appeared to me. Paul here states, I want to remind you of the gospel, and then he says that essentially it, it, it comes down to the fact that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was raised to life according to, according to the scriptures. And, um, and then, to to really reinforce that, Nick, just a little bit further on, uh, he he says that if Christ has not been raised, our this is in verse fourteen. If Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. Right. So the death and the resurrection of Jesus are absolutely foundational to our Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the the death of Jesus the, on the cross. Um, is 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 the fulfilment of all the promises that the, um, that the, of the Messiah through the Old Testament who would come? Yeah, uh, he's the Lamb of God that takes away the sins, the sins of, of man. the world. Yeah, and um, and so here yeah, Jesus Christ came to die for all humanity, and then he. We find that he he he, he was he, he was buried, but he rose on the third day, and he lives forevermore. And so, that that is foundational in Christian faith. It means that our, our our sins have been paid for. It means that Christ has risen; he's alive, and uh, we we serve a a, a risen. Uh, risen Lord Jesus Christ, and then uh, He promises that He's going to come back, come back again. Um, and so we find that the, that the um, the cross is the foundation, and then His return is our focus, Nick. Um, so, having said that, um, there's nothing wrong in commemorating the death and resurrection of Jesus. Okay. We should we should always be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe not only once a year. Well, yeah, and in <laughs> fact, our lives should reflect that 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 we have accepted Christ's death. That's 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 the ultimate death. That, that that we have accepted Christ's death for our sins. That He's paid the penalty, and that that we serve a, a, a risen Lord. Um, many much of our, our music, our praise music, is, is praise to God who's who who was. Who died for our sins and who lives, mm. you know, and that's right. But the question that you're asking is, you know, sh- should we celebrate Easter? So, um, what what does the Bible then actually say about Easter? Because um, Easter is when we we often talk about the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, we we, kept, we, um, we we're looking at commemorating that, um, and. When we consider the question, Nick, does the Bible say anything about Easter? Uh, the, the short answer is is no. Um, 
there is no biblical command to celebrate Easter. It doesn't actually use use that word. All right. Uh, I am I'm happy that you mentioned that because we are going to look into the Bible to see mm. where this comes from as, you know, Easter. Mm. And I, I said a bit earlier because uh, Paul and the disciples, they talked about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, and we are going to deal a little bit more during the week with this um, uh, question, in particular, uh, uh, how to re- how to commemorate, how to yes. remember yes. the death and the resurrection of Jesus. All right. So, where did Easter come from then? Hmm. Okay. Well, the name. Uh, this is interesting, Nick. The name originates um, with a Babylonian goddess of fertility called Ishtar. Aha. Uh-huh. So there's already a bit of a similarity with the name, Easter, Ishtar. Uh, this Babylonian goddess uh, called Ishtar uh, was the queen of heaven, fertility goddess. The, the, this same goddess was known uh, by other names, uh, known as Astarte uh, amongst the ancient Greeks, or Istra, uh, who amongst the um, the Saxons. Mm-hmm. The Anglo-Saxons um, celebrated, who was then celebrated as the goddess of spring. All right. Okay. Uh, think of this: the goddess of spring. Uh, now, in the northern hemisphere, uh, Easter falls in spring. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the, the 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 actual word is earliest origin is is seen as connected to that, Nick, uh, to the, to this um, pagan. Uh, goddess. Okay. Um, and here's the interesting thing. Um, as I said, either referred to as Ishtar or Astra or Astart. Um, her sy- uh, her symbol um, was was the hare or a rabbit, mm-hmm. um, a symbol of fertility. Uh, and a festival called Astra was held during the spring equinox by the Saxons to honour her. Uh, rabbits and eggs were both symbols of life. And uh, and you know, uh, procreation, and that that early came to be identified with Ishtar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the the yearly celebration honouring her to her took place around the first full moon after the spring equinox, when all of nature seemed to be bursting with reproductive vitality. Right, new life. Okay, and okay. and using this. Um, by the way, just um, if I could uh, quickly just make a, a little bit of a um, uh, side thing here. You know, many people around the world, they are celebrating Easter even if they don't believe in Jesus. <laughs> yes, well. You know, do you know that even Christmas in many parts of the world where they are not Christians, yes, they're celebrating uh, Christmas. It's very commercial, becomes very commercial. And and that's 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 right, Nick. And I think that's probably what we really need to need to look at. And I think we're going to talk a bit about mm. that. I, I want to talk a, a bit, bit more about that. All right. So, okay, that's good. Um, so let, let's come to that if we can. Um, so, yeah. So basically what we find here is something quite interesting back in, you know, back in the, um, uh, you know, the ancient pagan religions, uh, the, the, this fertility god. Now, let, let me just... Um, uh, unpack this a little bit, Nick, if I can. Let, let me let, let me just explain a little bit um, in the pagan, uh, certainly Babylonian um, system. Uh, there was the god Tammuz, of course, mm-hmm. the god. Yeah, and um, he, he tragically died. And um, now here's the interesting thing: every year following Tammuz's tragic death, 
and his presumed ascension to the sun. You know, they, they believe that he ascended into the sun. Uh, the 40 days preceding Ishtar's festival were set aside for fasting and self-affliction to commemorate his suffering and death. All right. 40 days prior uh, to the Ishtar's festival. Uh, now, that some some of our listeners will be able to start picking the significance. Putting together some uh, some things there, yeah. What, what, what's, what happens 40 days nowadays um, in some Christian circles, you know, um, prior to Easter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll come come to that in just a moment. Incidentally, just on Tammuz, uh, that's actually mentioned in the book of Ezekiel, um, uh, where, where God was was really speaking out uh, through his prophet, um, condemning, condemning the idolatry and the pagan worship that had crept in amongst his own people, tragically. Um, that, um, they're described there in Ezekiel chapter 8 as weeping for Tammuz. All right. So Tammuz is pagan Babylonian god. Yes. And uh, what we find is in this pagan worship um, concept, and God's people um, of old were actually engaged in that. It's, it, it was an abomination, and that's why it's, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's written there in Ezekiel chapter 8. Now, let me move on. So what we mentioned is that for, it would be this 40 days of mourning, right? At the end of this period of mourning, the people would waken early on the first day of the week and travel to the highest hills near their homes. There they would present their offerings of wine, meat, and incense and um, you know, prostrate themselves before the rising sun, exclaiming, Our Lord is risen. Then would commence the festivities of Ishtar, Queen of Heaven and Goddess of Fertility. In preparation for this high celebration, the people would make small cakes, inscribing them with a cross, mm-hmm. a pag- which was a pagan fertility symbol, All right, the cross bun here. Okay. And uh, baked in the sun, and I would eat that as part of their ritual. Now, can you can you pick from that uh, that there are uh, some interesting parallels mm-hmm. uh, to you know, to some of the things that, that that's happening nowadays with 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 Easter. And so, uh, what we're getting at, Nick, is that um, the origins of Easter actually have a um, Yeah, originally paganism. Yes, yes. This may come as somewhat unsettling for some people to learn um, that its origins is 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 pagan. In fact, and um, you know, we we won't go into it today because we're look, focusing here on Easter. Yeah. But um, the 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 interesting thing is, Nick, that there are other religious holidays such as Christmas mm, and, mm. Um, you know, we, we could mention some others um, that are now observed um, through Christendom that actually also originated in paganism. And have uh, lots of rituals and uh, and specific things which yeah. comes from an, uh, pagan, Originally, a pagan... Yeah, uh, yeah. Which originated origin, actually yeah. hundreds of years before Christ. Mm-hmm. The birthday of the sun child, Tammuz, became the alleged birthday Of the Christ child, right? Okay. Okay, December 25 mm-hmm. um, was the, the, the winter solstice, uh, the shortest day, and the sun then began to to rise again, you see? And so what 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 took place, uh, just just on the Christmas one, is you, know, you got this pagan idea, which um, yeah became known as Christmas, and so yeah, you got a, a religious holiday with with a pagan pagan origin. Um, 
if I go on, the season, uh, that period of mourning for Tammers became Lent. Okay. Okay. Yes. 40 days. Yes, you mentioned that, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, 40 days before Easter uh, in, um, in some Christian circles is considered as Lent. Uh, and the resurrection um, is, is seen as uh, the, the legend of Tammuz conveniently lived on as the resurrection story of Christ. The cakes to the Queen of Heaven became hot cross buns. Mm. And the uh, those fertility rites of Ishtar evolved into the celebration of, of Easter. All right. Yeah, and I can see here now uh, lots of uh, similarities here and how people are uh, maybe unconsciously uh, yeah. doing yeah. certain things which doesn't have to do anything with the biblical account. And, um, yeah, we can uh, easily be sidetracked and do certain things uh, in in a wrong way. And I believe that's why it's so important to open the Bible, to learn from the Bible and see what Jesus said, because obviously if Jesus wanted us to do something, he would have tell, uh, told us, you know, right. and through the yep. disciples. And yep. hey, but uh, let me just ask you this question now, uh, Joseph. Uh, um, how did this get into the Christian church? Yes. All this tradition. I come from a very traditional background also, an uh, Orthodox background from home. And I know so many traditions in regard to Easter or Christmas or some other um, uh, festivals. Yep. But particularly with Easter, you know, a lot of tradition. How that come into the church? Mm. Yeah, r- really, really good question, Nick. So what what you find, Nick, is that the um, the the key concepts in the pagan religions um, can, have continued can continue down through time, Nick. So, you know, we, we go way back to, you know, let's say to the uh, ancient Egyptians, the Phoenicians, the, the Assyrians. Uh, so all of them had, you know, their, their pagan gods. Um, and essentially, you had um, you know this this idea of the the, the, the goddess of fertility, mm-hmm. and known by different names, but it was there in, in, in the ancient Egyptians, the ancient Babylonians, that then became um, that came through to also the, the 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 ancient Greeks as well, then the Romans, Nick, then the Romans, and then it then it came into Europe through the uh, through the Druids and the Saxons, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, the, the, these the, these pagan rituals of worshiping the sun um, and uh, the, the fertility concepts uh, it, it came to Europe to northern Europe through, through as I said through through the Druids. Then then what you find Nick as we come into um, well even as early as a little bit of the second century certainly into the third century especially in the fourth century the Christian Church. Was starting to, to receive a lot of money and support and power from the Roman Empire, um, and um, essentially, um, you know, we know from history what ended up happening. Also, is that um, the uh, at, at, at a particular point it came to the point where um, the, the the Bishop of Rome, right, was was set up as as also the head of the state. So you had the head of the church as also the head of the state. Right. Um, now, prior to that, uh, the Christian church had, had you know, as, as, as it had come out, the, the early Christians um, from, um, from, the time of, from the time of Christ and then the, uh, the apostles um, and then through, through their preaching and their teaching, the, the Christian church was established um, and, uh, and it, it grew and it spread through the Roman Empire 
But as we came into the 3rd and the 4th century, and particularly as uh, the church, the head of the Roman church, also became the head of the state, um, there was significant influence uh, from the Roman Empire. And um, what we find happening is this, Nick. The church looked uh, to reach out to paganism. Uh, it looked for ways that it would make Christianity more appealing to them. And so what they did is they had adopted some of the pagan festivals and they Christianized them. Uh, for example, uh, we touched on Christmas. Uh, Christmas was the day of the, of the winter solstice. Uh, Easter came from the pagan Roman festival of, of, of Ishtar. And so that is how, um, in a sense, Easter uh, came in, into the Christian church. Nick, it was essentially uh, the Christian church attempting to um, uh, reach out to paganism and, and utilize some of their pagan rituals and see if they can Christianize them in yes. a sense. See if they can adapt them in a way. See if they can uh, accommodate. See if there were things that were in in, in, in there in, in, in pagan Romanism that that could actually come in come into the church. And so that you know, uh, for example, um, Christmas. Let's say take Christmas Day. Uh, clearly, it's definitely not the day of Christ's birth at all. It's clearly not that date, even from the biblical account. Absolutely, you know, yeah, you identified that. Yes, but but what what was going on was the fact that um, uh, Christians took that and and said, well, we we can actually make it as you know, not just uh, as the new birth of of the pagan goddess, but as the the, the, the day of the birth of of, of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with with, with Easter. Um, it was it was adjusted so we would fit in and align with. Um, uh, the Christ, uh, Christian understanding on the death and the resurrection of, of, of Jesus. Now, there are some other explanations for the origin of Easter um, in addition to this. You know, so, you know, there, there are some different ideas. And, and, and to be fair, we, we just need to, I guess, just touch on this. For example, in the 19th century, uh, German folklorist Jacob Grimm researched the origins of the German name for Easter. And um, he said it came from the word old, old high German word Ostera. Another explanation is that the origin of the term Easter is from the Saxon word for resurrection, um, or Aufhersten, uh, where Erst means first and Stehen means stand. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point is this, Nick. Most people these days would have no idea that Easter has a pagan origin. You're right. Many Christians would not even think this when they celebrate Easter. And does that matter? I mean, just to, to break here, because this yeah. is also important. Many people say, I, I don't care about what, uh, what that means. You know, I'm, I'm um, doing this for in, uh, in commemorating, you know, the, the death and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah, well, it looks, I mean, in, in fairness to them, Nick, um, they would not be saying that they are commemorating this pagan history. When, for example, when, you know, when they buy Easter eggs today or eat hot cross buns. Mm-hmm. Um, and, for example, I, I will eat them myself. But that doesn't mean that by me partaking of that, I'm uh, commemorating the pagan through festival. That, through those means. Because through that those can, means, that's uh, right. That can um, amplify in, on your faith and on your beliefs something even more. That's what is so important, you know, uh, again, from a tradition I, I come from, there are lots of things which you will offer Mm. It's almost like, uh, as in the paganism, offering to gods, 
you know you'll do all sorts of things to um to got you to get yourself you know in a relationship with god rather than to go to the word of god yeah. to understand what the good news you just mentioned uh, the gospel yeah. uh, says and have a relationship with god in a real sense mm. rather than to use all those things with a pagan um influence which again can work in your subconscious things which can can uh, uh sidetrack you yeah. and, ma- and many people are keeping uh, these days we talked about earlier even christmas and, and easter and don't really have a, a closer relationship with god mm-hmm. and that's that's what's always a, i guess a risk nick um I, I would say though nick um i guess for a lot of people um, they they might they would um, be using these things or, or, or buying these things, um, but they have no. Yes, they're not aware at all of maps what what its pagan origins are back then. Um, but they in no way are they associating any spiritual meaning to it or, mm. any, or any significance to it. Okay, so it doesn't make something inherently evil. Because symbols adapt a mean, um, s- simply because symbols adapt a meaning that, that that's attached to them. Um, it, it's not so much the symbol that's employed, but it's meaning that that's attached to it. All right. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, that's what determines whether it's pagan or whether it's a form of you know religious uh, you know, syncretism, which is mm. what, wh- where you mix the true, the the true and true and the false. Nick. So, um, yeah. So. What we're getting at here, Nick, is yes, uh, when we go way back, we can find pagan origins for Easter, right? Um, we can find that. Uh, and uh, some of those can be seen where, what, what are the origins of, of some of the things that happen these days? Easter eggs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the bunnies, etc. And, and then there's a the whole commercialization of it. Um, but that doesn't mean necessarily that just because someone has those things, Nick, that they are engaged in that, in, you know, are connecting that meaning to it necessarily. However, it's well, it's worth understanding that background, Nick. Sure. Now, um, what we find nowadays, Nick, very much like Christmas, Nick, is that uh, Easter is highly commercialized, right? Hot cross buns appear in supermarkets. Weeks, weeks ahead of the weekend, uh, there are Easter eggs everywhere. You mm. see them for sale. Chocolate rabbits, uh, Easter bunnies, um, you name it. And then on top of it, many people, for, for many people, it is simply a, a great excuse for a long weekend, right? A, a holiday. Yes. So they they have it's 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 so become so commercialized. Um, and for many people, there there is no spiritual thought. There is no there's nothing connected with biblical Christian Christian ideas. All right, that's that's so true. And um, I'm just wondering, looking at the time, it's going very uh, fast today. And uh, just just before I'm going to to ask you another question um, in regard to this, I like to just um, tell our listeners that uh, I still have a, a book to give, very good uh, book, uh, The Power of Hope. And um, this is uh, dealing with all sorts of aspects of um, life and your needs. Um, uh, you know, we were talking about in our programs, uh, anxiety, depressions, uh, all sorts of things like that. Uh, while mo- most people 
recognize the, um, the exercise and balanced, uh, balanced diet help our well-being. An important um, uh, health uh, message is uh, that, um, you know, n- not always is it's um, located in one specific part of your body. Uh, have you ever felt crushed by uh, numerous commitments, been unable to deal with um, everything on your uh, to-do list? had to face the feeling of guilt in the struggle against addictions and wanted to know, um, I mean, and to, to throw a towel, actually, uh, and flee to a deserted island. Um, you are not alone. You know, right now, millions of people, particularly with this time with the COVID-19, are suffering, you know, effects of anxiety, stress, depression. And this is, uh, if this is your struggle or if you know somebody facing this challenge, a change is possible. You don't have to remain stuck in the pain. And please just uh, send us a message with this uh, word, the power of hope, and we'll be very happy to uh, give this offer to you. It's a free gift. Uh, our giveaway for uh, today and for, uh, you know, maybe this week, we'll offer this more. The number is zero four triple eight. Eight zero eight double one, and that's the number where you can send us a message, a text in regard to this topic we are discussing uh, here uh, today. Now, uh, also, Joseph, um, I just want to take a short uh, break now, and uh, I will come to uh, announce a couple of more things here after the break. But just now, I will play a song near the cross, and we'll be back uh, shortly. Please stay with us.
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Joseph Maticic. And uh, we are looking at the question, should I uh, celebrate uh, Easter? Now, uh, just before the break, uh, Joseph, you know, some Christians view Easter as having pagan origins or being uh, so com- commercialized um, that uh, it is wrong to participate. Others simply view Easter as a celebration of Jesus' uh, resurrection. Perhaps uh, the best and most important celebration of the year. I mean, we talked about that uh, uh, a little bit. And if I may ask you this uh, question as we are approaching the end of our uh, time uh, together here, what does all this mean, Joseph? for us mm, as mm, Christians. Yeah. So Nick um yeah it's clear that um yeah the, the origins of Easter itself um are of a pagan origin and that there's nowhere in the Bible does it it mention the word Easter or does it command celebrating Easter. Uh so having established that um then we look at okay that yeah sh- should we celebrate even how. Well as long as we recognize that Easter is not the date of Christ's death and resurrection, and as long as we recognise that the whilst the Bible may not mention um, the the term, we we still would acknowledge the um, the, the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Mm. And um, it's not so much a, a matter of uh, should we observe it, but how we should observe it. Okay. Um, is, is, is that really, makes a, a difference. It yep. does, it does, it does make a difference, Nick. Um, yeah. Um, n- no matter how we personally observe or don't observe Easter, it, it is an opportunity, Nick. It is a, it a specific, it is a real opportunity to share the news about Jesus with other people. Mm. Mm. Our society at large, um, acknowledges Easter one way or another, right? Sure, many of them. For many of them, it's just a, com- a really commercialized event through the through the buying of eggs and um, or even just through holiday making. But even those who focus primarily on secular traditions like the Easter bunny or coloured eggs and chocolate, um, many of them still tend to recognise. Uh, that the holiday is related to Christianity. Mm. And so that gives us an opportunity to explain to them the real meaning, the, uh, the, the, the real significant events of the fact that Jesus was the one who came as the promised Messiah. I think that's very important that what you said. he came and that he died. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, uh, particularly um, with Easter now and the young ones, you know, children, mm. and they are so excited to to go and get the Easter egg, you know, or all, all other things, you know. But if you could use this opportunity yeah. to really teach the what's behind, be, behind this. Yes. Not just the, that um, tradition, you know, and as you yeah. said, there yeah. are many, many sincere people who... Um, Cannot wait, but just to and and you're right, Nick. Look, most most children, like you said, example you mentioned with children, would have have no clue whatsoever about um, eggs being a fertility symbol and you know that how it its origins with with um, the pagan goddess. That that would mean absolutely nothing to them, Nick. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that we we should uh, not utilize this as an opportunity. As an opportunity to share about Christ, uh, 
especially here in Australian culture, this is one of the few times, and Christmas is actually the other one, mm-hmm. when uh, many in our secular society uh, are, are going to be a little bit more open uh, to biblical, spiritual, Christian uh, ideas. Um, and so um, it's an opportunity to raise awareness. It's, it's an opening to talk about Jesus Christ. Um, it is uh, an, uh, one occasion where uh, we can talk about the fact that Jesus died and then what that means. Why did he die? For whom did he die? What that means for people? And, and then the great good news of his resurrection. That's good. And so, Nick, what I'm really getting at is, is the whole point here is that we can use this as an opportunity, as an opportunity to point people to Jesus, that require that probably does require some preparation, some effort, and some some focus. Um, for example, uh, Nick, uh, just just one little thing. Um, our family, our family, um, for instance, at Christmas time, uses an opportunity to to share with some of our neighbours um, some some material, some book uh, or whatever that, that has um, a message about um, the birth of the Jesus. Birth of Jesus, right? yes, yes. Okay, so that that's. Similarly, what can be done around around Easter time mm. as well? Uh, let's not forget that the death and the resurrection of Jesus are central to our Christian faith. Paul said it in First Corinthians fifteen that that's the heart of the gospel: that Christ died, that He rose again, and that if He didn't rise, our faith would be in vain. And Nick, the Bible tells us how we are to remember the death and resurrection of Jesus. All right. And here's the interesting thing. Now, we're going to talk more about this. I know during the week, yes. During yes. the week. So I'm not going to unpack it other than to say uh, that Jesus has actually, uh, the Bible actually has given us um, a specific way. Num- w- one way is through the uh, the service of the Lord's Supper. Uh, in the Bible, it talks about the fact that um, Jesus took the bread um, and he broke it, gave thanks, and he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this remembrance of me. And then he took the cup, and he said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. All right. He gave us the symbols of the bread and the juice as symbols of his broken body and his spilled blood to remember his death. Mm-hmm. And then... It goes on, says, whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26, whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. All right. The Bible has given us a specific way to commemorate, to celebrate, to remember the death of Jesus. It's the Lord's Supper or the communion service. Mm, mm. And then, final thought, um, the Bible t- teaches in Romans chapter 6, in verse 3, on it says, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live to a new life. For if we have been united with him in death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like this. The Bible says that a baptism is symbolizes a death, burial, and a resurrection. Through through our baptism, when we are baptized in water, we are we are actually commemorating the death, the burial, and the resurrection of wow. Jesus. Wow! For me, Joseph, just on these two examples you gave from the Bible, uh, will mean that um, through the bread and the wine, as we commemorate and that the communion, it's. Um, 
to have fellowship, to have uh, also communion with each other. The disciples did that. That's the same exactly thing. Right. And with yes. the with the baptism also is that you declare public your uh, your faith because yes. baptism is another way of uh, public declaration it is. of it is. Uh, how you understand and how you you give your life to to Jesus that's wonderful joseph thank yeah. you so much for uh, sharing on this i know time is up for us uh, today yeah. but i wonder if uh, if we could just uh, have a short prayer joseph if you let's could lead that. us in a short prayer let's do that let let let's pray together dear god lord we just uh, think this week as um, as as we approach this this time of the year when so many people are, are just going to be looking at um, getting Easter eggs or uh, going on holiday time for Easter or whatever it is, we pray for an opportunity for people to realise that um, be, that really it's a time when we can think about Jesus who died and who rose again. And it's an opportunity to have spiritual conversations with neighbours, with friends, with family who may not understand uh, we want to thank you that at the foundation of our faith is is the cross. The cross, may we never forget that that's our foundation and that Jesus has risen and that he's alive forevermore and that we serve a risen Lord and he'll help us, Lord, in our lives to show that we accept that and that we look forward to his soon return is my prayer for all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us uh, today. We are going to um, hear a little bit more during this week. Please uh, just um, come back uh, for Drive Time uh, program. Uh, we are going to learn, uh, did Jesus uh, really raise from the dead? Um, why does the resurrection matter? Or uh, what did Christ say about the remembering of his death? But Tomorrow, please join us again. Uh, um, Pastor uh, Gary with Eric, they are going to talk, did Jesus really exist? Until then, may God richly bless you. This is Nikrita and Joseph Maticic on uh, Faith FM, Drive Time, big Q&A. Have a wonderful time.